You're listening to the Confidence Podcast, your favorite coaching podcast oozing with motivation, inspiration, and confidence to help you boldly take action on your dreams. I'm your host, Trish Blackwell, internationally recognized confidence coach, best-selling author, and founder of the College of Confidence, the most encouraging place on the internet. I teach go-getters in life how to take their thoughts captive, how to step out of the shadows of self-doubt, and how to courageously step into their purpose with confidence. It's time to pump our confidence muscles and train our thoughts, y'all. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Trish Blackwell, and you're listening to The Confidence Podcast. This is episode number 560, and we're talking about Well, the full range of human emotion today, which is so critical to understand that being a confident, happy, positive person includes also experiencing and processing and feeling negativity and sadness. And so today's episode is negativity and sadness, how to not let them overwhelm you. In this episode, we're going to explore the balance between confidence, happiness, and the reality of also being a human who has the full human range of emotions. I'm going to give you some new approaches to understanding and effectively engaging with emotions, allowing them to become powerful tools for personal growth and resilience. This is going to be an episode that's going to help you foster not just your emotional well-being, but your emotional fitness so that you can embrace on the journey of your growth, of your success path, of your experience of life, that you'll see that every emotion is a valuable teacher that helps you move forward along the way. Even more specifically in this episode, I'm going to be coaching you on staying confident and happy while also experiencing negativity and sadness. A new approach to you feeling your emotions and effectively talking to them, specifically negative emotions. It's something I'm calling the 5N process. Brand new. I'm really excited about this as a tool and I cannot wait to share it with you. And then what not to do when you're sad and overwhelmed or find yourself in a season of struggle. So what not to do. Before we go into that, I want to read our review of the week. This is from Macy Grant 30. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple years now, but it's never changed anything about me. So about four months ago, I prayed to God asking him to help with my confidence I was sick of living a life full of insecurity that weighs me down on all sides, of living a life where 90% of my thoughts were about myself and what I looked like. Pause. Guys, that's exactly how I would describe how I used to be. I 100% resonate. Okay, Macy continues. I was tired of it, and I've heard the way you've been changed, and so I decided to pray about it. A week later, I decided to join the COC, and the way God has been transforming my heart through your words is spectacular. I am far from perfect, but I've now experienced more freedom than I ever have in my entire life. I now believe I can live differently. I believe I can live in freedom. Thank you so much for always putting the time into create these podcasts and for all the work you put into the COC. You are changing lives without knowing it. Your story is absolutely amazing. And I appreciate how vulnerable you are in your podcasts. You truly are an answered prayer. Macy, woman. I'm so proud of you. I'm so honored that I get the privilege of walking this journey with you, that I get to be part of a miraculous answer to prayer and part of your healing. And I just thank you for being honest to say, hey, I, you were listening to this podcast for years. And it wasn't, it was, it was probably encouraging. 
it encouraged you, but it didn't change you. And what, what really was the spark that launched the change in your life was being led to the COC. That the real work of transformation happens when you say, I'm worthy of investing in. I value myself. I value my future enough to say coaching is going to make the difference. Because if I'm not changing on my own, what needs to be different? If we keep doing the same thing and expecting different results, we're never going to get anywhere. But if you don't like the results you're getting in life, then it's time to say, what can I do different? And Macy, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to hear more of your wins in the COC. And as far as I'm concerned, your change has just begun. The best is yet to come. So, so proud of you. And if you guys want the results that Macy has, that she's getting in the COC, come join us. I don't know if you know this, but we offer, I am so confident that the College of Confidence is where lives get changed, where confidence is ignited, where leaders are born, where world changers and difference makers start stepping into the courage of the calling that they have the capacity for, that we offer a 14-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked, no hassle, if it's not the most amazing experience, just let us know. It's that easy. Get started at collegeofconfidence.com. Let's talk about emotions, <laughs> the process of your emotions. It's important to, for me to tell you, you might see me. I had somebody recently say, you just, you're just so inspired. It was somebody who knows me well. You just live such an inspired life, Trish. And I was like, I mean, yes and no. I live a life by design, and I also live things very intensely. If, if you know me, I mean, the big family joke is that I'm intense, At, but it's intense in a good way, and I'm not going to apologize for it, but please know I get teased for it sometimes. We might be sitting on the beach in a big family beach kind of vacation, and something a mile down the beach line, my brother-in-law will be like, Trish, go why don't you go swim to that? You seem you get too much energy right now. And um, the big joke is that instead of taking a car, I'll run somewhere. All that aside, I go all in. You guys should know that about me. I go all in into my business. I go all in as a parent. I go all in into my goals and my changing my mind and, re and training my brain. I go all in. I'm all in on my marriage and my love for my husband. I'm all in. I'm an all in person. You know what that also means? Oh man, I'm all in on my emotions too. As, 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 as expansive as my capacity is to feel happiness, to feel joy, to be enthusiastic, to be effervescent and bubbly and this like uh, golden retriever puppy dog personality that I have, I also can pendulum swing back to deep, deep sadness. And I used to make that a problem. I used to go, what is wrong? And when I understood that the more I've stretched my capacity for positive um, emotional experiences, the more I'm also stretching my capacity to feel deeply. And rather than make that a problem, I want to invite you today, if you're wired anything like me, I want to invite you into looking at your negative emotions. The, and again, I'm, I'm using the word negative and positive just very loosely today. In coaching, I, in my coaching practice and in the way I teach, we don't really label emotions, but colloquially speaking, of, of course we do here. So um, all emotions are neutral. They're just vibrations that go through your body. We label them negative and positive based on how they make us feel. But there's nothing wrong with any emotion. 
we, but the more you have the capacity to feel the full spectrum, there's, there's a, if I, I can't really experience what happiness is unless I really deeply understand sadness. And I used to make it a problem that I could feel so deeply and that I would watch sad movies. I, I love sad movies just to feel sad. And I want you to consider that you're practicing the full human experience. And when you learn to process all of your feelings and learn to understand them and you make friends with them, you can normalize and neutralize them. So when I feel deep sadness or discouragement or disappointment or embarrassment, I start going, huh, okay, hey there. Whereas old Trish used to be dramatic and like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling negative. I'm a positive person. I had a lot of judgment about my negative feelings. And I just want to invite you into a conversation today to give yourself permission to feel. Because you see, the thing that holds most people back from the life that they are meant to live is that they resist the potential of perceived negative emotions. One of the most powerful things I heard that has changed a lot in my life is that the more you are willing to feel and the more you are willing to fail, the more successful you can be. So if you're willing to feel and you're willing to fail, you can do anything. Because the reality is that I used to hold myself back. Now, unknowingly so. I didn't realize I was doing it. But I held myself back because I was afraid of a feeling. And when you put it like that, it's a little bit humbling, isn't it? I was afraid of a feeling. What do, you, what do, we, what do I mean by that? I was afraid of being disappointed. I was afraid that if I went all in on something and it didn't work out, I wouldn't be able to handle the disappointment or really the disappointment in myself or the shame. I, I was, I've been afraid of a lot of feelings, disappointment, discouragement, embarrassment, judgment, boredom. And I, I, I mean, full transparency, I stayed engaged in the cycle of of binge eating and emotional eating and buffering for way too many years because I was afraid of boredom. I didn't obviously recognize that cognitively at the time, but I was feeling bored, which I was afraid of that sitting still and being unsettled. When really, once you give yourself permission to feel a feeling and you notice it in your body and you let it process, it takes three to five seconds to pass through you deeper, deeper seasons of feelings. If you're grieving or if it's a massive disappointment, of course, it's going to take a little bit longer. But generally speaking, feelings pass pretty quickly. I mean, think about the elation you felt. Okay, this is, um, if you've been following my stories on Instagram, and if you're not connected to me on Insta, go ahead and connect now. I'm Trish underscore Blackwell there. But um, my family and I were recently at our beach house at the Jersey Shore. And I... <laughs> I have discovered that I'm obsessed with dumb games, dumb games on the boardwalk. Like it took my seven-year-old. So last year, Ellie started playing these games and I was like, this is a waste of money. I was a kid. I was never allowed to play these games because everyone knows they're rigged and they're a scam. And what are these games? Well, it's the chance game of spinning the wheel and you put your money down in betting on like it to land on that one spot and the claw. So Ellie loves these things. And I was like, eh, you guys, I <laughs> could not stop playing. My husband and my son took a day to, um, they did a boys day. They went to this place called Diggerland. And so Ellie and I had a girl's day and we did the beach. We went, we, we took a walk and then 
And we went to the boardwalk and I played so many of these games. And then we had another family day where we went and played these games. And guys, it's rigged. They're rigged. And so when I finally got something out of the claw, like you, I mean, I was so into the claw and trying to beat the claw that I started YouTubing. How do I beat the claw? <laughs> like, how do you increase your chances on these games? That's it. Like I said, I already warned you, I go all in on stuff, right? So anyways, the elation that I felt, I'm trying to, to give you an example of how happy I was when we won things. How happy I was when I won, I won this stuffed seagull for Baker by putting down $4. Guys, the, the stuffy itself is not worth $4, but my joy. Oh, like, okay, all of that to be said, this is like a, this is 48 hours of buildup of trying to win, trying to win, trying to win. And yeah, I'm happy. I'm still happy talking about it, but the initial feeling of elation, I mean, it passes. Even positive emotions pass pretty quickly. I mean, I was stoked. And every time I see that Stiegel, Siegel, full, full transparency, I'm still stoked, still proud of myself, proud of my win. But it's like a one second feeling. You're like, oh, I'm so happy we won that. That was fun. And then my mind goes to, wait, I got to finish that laundry and the other things and all the life things and answer that email. And I just wanted to show you that even positive emotions don't actually last as long as we think that they do. And so I just wanted to have this conversation today that it's okay to feel, it's okay to feel all the things. It's okay to feel sadness. Uh, when I feel it, I finally understood that not to run from it, avoid it or numb it or buffer it. I used to snack through it. I used to pour a glass of wine when I felt it. And instead, I want you to be curious. Be curious and start noticing your triggers, your energy patterns, your hormonal patterns. I now know that, especially at night and certain times of the month, it, there's a, I feel this like low-grade defeat come upon me. And when that happens, I can, my brain can come up with five things going wrong in my business, five things going wrong in the clutter in the house and the toy room that needs to be cleaned. And then I can very easily buy into the, oh my gosh, there's so much to do and I'm so far behind. And then my mind dramatizes that and makes it even worse. And then I feel sad and anxious. Don't do that to yourself. That is self-inflicted anxiety, my friends. I used to do it for years. Now what do I do? I just go, oh, I'm just feeling sad today. Why? not quite sure. Or sometimes I am sure. Eh, a couple things didn't work out the way I wanted. And I'm able to verbalize that. I verbalize it to myself. I say it to my husband. And then I say, I ask myself a question, what does self-kindness look like here? And then I go do that thing. Most often, self-kindness means taking a break. Most often for me, if this happens at night, a wave of sadness, I go, I think I'm going to go read a book. What I, what I make, I need to have boundaries on that I don't do is go on social media because there's nothing worse than when you're feeling negative and sad about your own life than scrolling and looking at the highlights of other people's lives and feeling worse about yours. Does not help. Don't do it to yourself. Don't raise your hand. Don't volunteer to have anxiety. And then also, guys, there's going to be seasons of negativity when everything feels like it's going wrong. And I notice this in myself when, when I, I'm struggling to reframe, when my brain is offering cynicism, which is not natural for me, when I feel like giving up or when I snap at my husband or I'm impatient with my children. And I, I just want to invite you when you find yourself with this low grade or very overt negativity, negativity, don't judge it. Just be aware of it. Notice it. 
And because if, if you don't, then it, you're going to start casting judgment on the fact that you're being negative and you've committed to being a positive person. And now, now you're really losing, right? Now you're really losing in life. It doesn't help to go and buy into that narrative. We want to have intentional stories about ourselves and about our lives. And so remember this, if you keep thinking that things are going to be hard, they will be. So ask yourself, am I making this harder than it seems? Is, is, how is today easy in some ways and hard in others? How, how can this, this feels very negative. I feel very negative right now. What is something that I can be grateful for? Often the exit ramp of this highway to negativity, this highway to spiraling down into the pit of comparison and anxiety and overwhelm is gratitude. What can I be grateful for right now? It's, a, it's almost like an instant exit. And I, for me, I notice that I get fixated on how far away something is or like when my day is hard or that it's, I start getting mentally fixated on it's going to be really hard. And then what happens and I start to have this low grade, this very subconscious self-pity. I start to feel sorry for myself. And so I say that now that I'm on to myself, when my brain does that, I can say, hey, okay. Because when you know where your negativity voice stems from, you can talk back to it. And some questions to start asking yourself, am I managing my mindset every day? And one of the best ways to manage your mindset is to journal, is to listen to a show like this, journaling, and also getting coaching. Doing a program like the College of Confidence will teach you exactly how to manage your mind every day. And another question to ask is, have I allowed some of my habits of excellence to get sloppy? So when I feel an overwhelming amount, a disproportionate amount of negative emotions, sadness, negativity, cynicism, discouragement, um, and I can't, they feel sticky, then I ask myself these questions. Am I managing my mindset? Have I allowed some of my habits of excellence to get sloppy? Where am I allowing negative influences in? How often am I proactively and intentionally reframing my thoughts? And then... If I'm honest with myself, am I insisting on positivity and possibility in my life? Now, before we go into my new strategy, the 5N strategy for those sticky negative emotions, I need to take a break to let you know that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we are faced with crossroads and transitions, and we don't know which path to take. And I just want you to know that therapy is not just for trauma. Therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward. I've personally benefited from working with a therapist in many transition points of my life, from the season of being single into being married, as well as my season of becoming a mother. And having a trained therapist to help me understand my feelings and my journey forward was truly essential. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, and it can empower you to be the best version of yourself. It truly isn't just for those who are processing major trauma. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com/confidencepod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com/confidencepod.
Okay, so let's talk about this new technique I have, and I'm calling it the 5N process. And it's what you, what I want to invite you to practice the next time you feel and you notice a sticky negative feeling, something that's sticky, meaning you've done the reframe, you've journaled, you've processed, and it's still there. When you want to just break it off and, and just, and find a way to be neutral through it. And the 5N process is simple. Notice, narrate, normalize, neutralize, and next. Now, I have a more in-depth coaching on this and teaching in the College of Confidence, but let me give you the, the, the bare essentials of implementing this tool today. So when you have a sticky feeling that you're having a hard time processing, I want you to notice it. That's our first N. You're going to have awareness and curiosity about it. Notice it. The second N is to narrate. And what that means is I want you to talk as if you were it and then talk to it. Have a conversation. Say to the emotion, hey, discouragement, I see you. What are you doing here? Actually, oh, you're here because of this. Okay, like in your brain, imagine engaging in conversation with the awareness. So when you have the first end, notice it's bringing awareness and curiosity. The curiosity element is, I wonder why that's there. Now, remember with our T cycle, your thoughts create your emotions and your emotions create your actions. So the emotion is coming from a thought that you're thinking. And so when you notice an emotion, like the example here of discouragement, ask yourself, be curious of, I wonder why I'm feeling so discouraged. What are the thoughts that I'm thinking? this is too hard. I'm so far behind. This is never going to work, right? It would make sense to realize that those are the thoughts that are creating the emotion. Once you notice the thoughts, now we can narrate and talk to them. So we're going to notice, then we're going to narrate, then we're going to normalize. I think often when we get especially a sticky emotion that's negative, we judge ourselves. I know that I do. I know that I've thought, I'm so positive. Why am I being negative? Ah, y'all, that does not help normalize it. Just go, oh, it makes sense that I'm feeling this emotion. It makes sense sense that I'm feeling a little embarrassed. I see. My thoughts did this. I'm telling myself this. Huh. Or discourage. Insert the emotion that you're processing. Because I want you to, even if you can simply get to the place of, hey, this is part of being human. Let it make sense that you feel the way you do. When we resist a feeling or we judge the feeling, it will persist. It's like trying to push a beach ball under the water. It's going to keep popping back up. And so we want to normalize it of like, hey, of course you're here. Totally makes sense. But we don't want to give it the driver's seat. It's just an emotion is an indicator, not a dictator. It can ride in the car with you. It's just not going to drive the car. So we got notice, narrate, normalize and then neutralize. And what I would say by neutralizing is we can expand our perspective and start to do our more effective reframe. And a reframe is just saying the reframing the original thought that's creating the emotion. Meaning often you, on a non-sticky emotion, we can often jump to neutralizing pretty quickly. But th the reason I have this five end process, it's when you're like, eh, this is sticky. It's just not going away. It feels so deep. That's why we go through these first ends. Notice, narrate, normalize. And once you do those three steps, you can arrive at neutralizing, which means asking yourself, what are different ways I can think about this? Is there another story I can tell about myself? Is there a way I can grow through this instead of just going through it? Where's the good here, right? Start asking yourself questions, start, start reframing the original thoughts that are creating that emotion. You're going to, it's sort of taking that 
original narration that you have and taking it deeper and more effectively. And then finally, the fifth end. So again, so we have so far, notice, narrate, normalize, neutralize, and next. Or you could substitute new. I, I, honestly, I like both words. <laughs> As I said, this is a new concept, a new teaching process. And so I haven't really locked in on do I like next as the fifth N or do I like new? But bear with me. Either one works. What you're going to do in this step is decide what new emotion you want next. I, now you get why I'm like, well, it could be either N. But really say, I'm feeling discouraged right now. I now I've neutralized it. How do I want to feel instead? And now we can start creating and generating emotions on purpose. So based off of where I'm standing, if I'm coming from a place and a sticky emotion of discouragement, I'm not going to immediately go to next, I'd like to feel enthusiastic and super confident. That's too big of a jump. Next, I'd like to feel hopeful. That might be a better, more encouraging jump. Or optimistic. That's the next. So decide what emotion that you want to generate and start to generate or what you're, because that's going to create your new path forward. It's your exit from the stickiness. It's kind of, I just was at the pool with my kids and I, I had some, I had brought some blow pops. For those of you who don't know what blow pops are, they're just, they're, they're big lollipops with gum in the middle. Well, these blow pops have melted in my pool bag. I mean, so they're sticky, right? So I unwrapped the wrapper and I handed one to Baker and then I handed the other one to Ellie and my hands, y'all, were gross. I washed them off in the pool. Then I had to wash my hands. That's that sugar stickiness. And so it's that, it's that concept. That's what we're doing here. I noticed them. I, I was like talking to those sticky hands. I normalized it. Ah, oh, makes sense. These melted in the sun. No big deal. I can wash my hands. That's a neutralization. And now next, next, what, how I want to feel clean. Like I want to feel, so, so it's that new path. It's not a big deal. We just, we just decide what we're going to do to move forward. This is how we close the story of a sticky situation, of a sticky emotion. So there you have it. That's our 5N process for feeling sticky emotions. Notice, narrate, normalize, neutralize, and either new or next. So when you're feeling sticky emotions that you would like to not be so sticky, Make sure you don't spend time passively scrolling on social media. Be really intentional. Take radical responsibility to not buffer or distract yourself with food. Also, don't beat yourself up and judge yourself. Don't tell yourself that you shouldn't feel the way you feel. That is also self-judging and self-critical and will keep you stuck in the stickiness. And also, don't fall into this trap of using coaching against yourself to judge yourself for your sadness because you shouldn't feel sad because your life is really good. Like, we, we layer the guilt on ourselves and it's just unnecessary. And that's, that's, so that's what not to do. So what to do instead? Slow down and be kind. Work through the 5N process. Play another episode of the Confidence Podcast. Put something positive on. Read a book. Recharge and refresh yourself and your brain. Maybe take a nap, maybe go to bed early, acknowledge your emotional exhaustion, intentionally seek out positive or uplifting influences, uh, move your body, work out, take a walk, get a sweat on, change environments, get outside, give yourself permission to dream, engage in a creative outlet, of course, journal, or get coached. Be around other people who are going to help you realize I'm not going to fall into old, old patterns. One of the, one of the 
biggest points of feedback I hear from my members in the College of Confidence is they love knowing that they're not alone. Because if you've spent years being disengaged in how you manage your mental and emotional fitness levels, you'll feel like you're the only one doing this work. And sometimes it's invigorating and sometimes on the roller coaster, it's exhausting and lonely and it feels overwhelming. And that's why it's so core to be in a community. If you wanna master your emotional fitness level, your emotional flexibility, your mental fitness and, and, and flexibility, that is the work we do in the College of Confidence where we have, we actually even have an instant access course on how to feel your feelings on thought management and intentional confidence building as well as some coaching resources on the 5N structure. So you can get started absolutely risk-free at collegeofconfidence.com. Just to note, other episodes, if this episode resonated with you, there's there's three that I want to recommend that you scroll back and listen to this week. Number one is episode 522, How to Break Negative Self-Talk Patterns. The next one is episode 532, The Victim Mindset. And then episode 551, When Life is Unfair and You Feel Behind. So again, that's 522, 532, and 551. You can listen by scrolling back on your podcast app or by, of course, going to my website and you'll see them all on my podcast tab. We're going to close out with the listener of the episode. They asked to remain anonymous. And so I want you to know, good news, you can always request topics and stay anonymous. Just let me know that you'd like to remain private. I always honor that. This person reached out to me on Instagram and said this, hey Trish, I wanted to let you know that your podcasts have really helped me and you're doing great things. I want to make a special request for a podcast if you wouldn't mind. It would be on how to let go and love yourself after things you regret and can't change. I had an eating disorder, bulimia, and was suicidal at one point and severely depressed. There's a lot of shame that I'm having trouble moving past through and it's been years. Your podcasts have really helped a lot. And I was wondering if you can incorporate that or reference some ones that are already made on this topic. If you if you do decide, please let me know when you do. I feel like a lot of people struggle and things they can't, they feel they can't move past and it really holds them back. Maybe you would benefit more people than just myself. And my friend, you got it. Sister, consider it done. Here's the news. Next week's episode is entirely dedicated to that topic. Because you're right. Thank you for being courageous enough to ask for what you want, to advocate for yourself and for others. Because you're right. So many of us, myself included at one phase of my life, held myself back from moving forward because of the shame of the decisions I had made in my past. And it's time to let that go. And so episode number 561 is going to be on forgiving yourself and loving the past you. Loving the past you, learning how to have compassion, learning how to be grateful for what you've gone through, that your, your mess can be turned into your message and your struggle into your strength and how to just truly love that version of you. That version of you has brought you to the version you are today and is the stepping stone on the version of you you are becoming. And for me, having I, I struggled with this myself for years, engaging in a lot of self-sabotage and a lot of bad decisions and toxic friendships and relationships that <laughs> had major red flags. And it was part of my development. I could not be the person I am today without those pain points. And so I've learned through the, this work that I'm gonna share with you t- next week, how to love myself for the bad decisions I was making, for the struggle that I was in, for the in the deep pain I was in. And I think when you have compassion for the version of you 
who didn't know these tools, did not know how the five end process, how to feel sticky emotions, that an emotion was not going to last forever, that there was a way to intentionally create and design your own life and become the version of you you, you really dreamed of being. We Honestly, I had to acknowledge that Trish 1.0, that version of Trish, she just didn't know. And so when I think about it, where that with compassion, I'm like, oh girl, you're good. You did the best you could with the tools and the information that you have. And now we can love that version of you and heal and move forward and know that my mess is going to be a message of encouragement for someone else. So my friend, you got it. You got an entire episode because it's always helpful for me to know which reson- which episodes resonate with you, which ones you want to hear more on. So please, please, please reach out to me. Let me know how I can serve you. I am here to help remind you that you were created for amazing, great things in this world. You're, the world needs you to be bright, to be the brightest, most vibrant version of yourself. You are needed. You have purpose. But no one's going to show up for you. You have to make the decision to move past your own own insecurities, your own hesitations, your own overwhelm, your own sloppy thinking and say, "Mm, I'm better than this. The world needs me. I'm going to show up. Guys, I love you. For those of you who are going to join the College of Confidence this week, I cannot wait to welcome you. I want to remind you, we are doing self-talk month. The entire month is dedicated to the internal, internal voice inside and it's been epic. When you join the COC, you're going to get instant access to every workshop we've ever done in the past six years, including this month's. So don't miss out. Don't, tell me, don't, don't say I didn't warn you. And I know often there's a lot of you who say, I'm going to join the COC when I have time. I just want to say this. You don't have time to not join now. Our members improve their lives so much. They, the number one thing I hear is, why didn't I join sooner? And you even in just 20 minutes a week, you can massively grow at a whole new level in the College of Confidence. So check it out. I'll see you there. I'll see you guys next week. Go out there today. Go be more of who God created you to be. Be you. Be free. If you loved today's episode of the Confidence Podcast, I invite you to check out the College of Confidence at collegeofconfidence.com. The COC is where your next step is. In the COC, we cultivate confidence, create courage, and spark change. It takes everything we do here on the podcast to the next level. And our members get crazy, life-changing results. I'm so confident that you will find that the COC is the most encouraging place on the internet and that it will so wildly exceed your expectations that it comes with a money-back guarantee. Hey, joining is completely risk-free. You owe it to your future self to take your growth to the next level by coaching with me in the COC. Join me today at collegeofconfidence.com.